0: From the Financial Times in London, I'm Ravi Mathu and this is FT News. The great deal maker or the great deal killer. U.S. President Donald Trump this week blocked Broadcom's $142 billion takeover of rival chipmaker Qualcomm, a deal that would have been the biggest in tech history. Mr. Trump cited national security concerns. The first time the president has killed a deal before the two companies had even agreed to it. Joining me to discuss this extraordinary story is Richard Waters, the FT's West Coast Managing Editor. Richard, this was a huge deal. Why did
1: Donald Trump kill it? Well, as you say, I think extraordinary is the right word for this. On its face, it's about national security. An interagency group, CFIUS, the Committee for Foreign Investment in the U.S., decided this was going to be bad for a very key U.S. industry, wireless technology, Qualcomm being the key designer of wireless chips. And Broadcom, of course, the acquirer, is registered in Singapore. It actually has most of its management still in the U.S., And in many ways, as a U.S. company as it's been going around telling everybody. And it's trying to become a U.S. company again. It's actually shifting its registration back to the U.S. in about three weeks' time. But that wasn't enough to get itself out of the net of CFIUS, which simply said, you know, we can't afford to let this key asset come under foreign influence. And, uh, you know, there are many questions about this. I mean, it's a very vague kind of question. Why is Broadcom a risky owner for Qualcomm? We may never know exactly what CFIUS was thinking.
0: Let's step back a little bit because, as you say, chips was kind of regarded as this big, important sector for the country. Can you explain a little bit why this particular industry, and this comes on the back of other deals in the semiconductor space, which has also been pushed back by the Trump administration. Why are chips considered so crucial to national security? What is their place in the thinking of government?
1: China's been trying to build a domestic chip industry for years and it's largely failed. It's tried to acquire U.S. technology through a number of acquisitions, a couple of which have been blocked. And an acquisition of Qualcomm would have been in an extraordinary transfer of IP. But it would have been to a company that isn't directly owned or involved in China. So Broadcom has a number of joint ventures in China like all technology companies including qualcomm it you know it has some manufacturing there it has very important customer relationships there so you could argue that it comes under the influence of china but nonetheless it isn't chinese and indeed it would soon become american
0: a lot of it's about china isn't it obviously there's been a lot of trade talk in washington uh, steel tariffs and so on and so forth and this whole question around ip and technology companies and the relationship with china is pretty crucial as you say though there are these very complicated relationships between tech companies and China in the U.S., and they have these joint ventures. Going forward, where does this, I guess, leave the Broadcom and Qualcoms of this world in terms of both the relationship with the U.S. but also China?
1: So I think although this is done under the guise of national security, the other very strong factor at play here is protecting National industry in the US. I think we have to look at this against the backdrop of a bigger fight, not just over trade with China, but over IP rights and access to Chinese markets for technology. I think the Trump administration here has seized on one of the big tech markets of the future, 5G wireless, and is saying this is a strategic industry for the US that we need to protect. And we're very worried that. China is the one that's going to dominate this. And so I think this lays the ground for what could be a bigger fight this year. Last summer, the White House began an investigation into Chinese rules for letting tech companies access its market. You know, U.S. companies have complained for years that the only way into China is to give up their IP to enter into joint ventures, you know, where they lose control. And the White House is gearing up for a big fight over that. So, you know, in that context, I think what we're seeing now is a really determined fight by the White House to protect what it sees as strategic industries.
0: And this is even though Hok Tan, the CEO of Broadcom, appeared in the White House with Donald Trump months earlier to trumpet the investment he was going to make in the U.S. Going forward, then, finally... What do we think in terms of the two companies involved, Broadcom on the one hand and Qualcomm, where are they going to go
1: next? Well, one of the really key things about this is that Wall Street didn't get a say. So shareholders in Qualcomm didn't get a say in whether they liked Broadcom's approach. And so, you know, this is really a shocking message to the corporate sector, to Wall Street, because a very significant deal that actually a lot of shareholders, I think, would have liked because Qualcomm has been underperforming, won't get voted on by Wall Street. Power has been taken out of their hands. And so, you know, the question now is in a consolidating sector, which is what CHIPS has been, the rules have all changed. Qualcomm has had a fence built around it. You know, there are a lot of questions about Qualcomm and its future. Is it a good thing now that they've got this protection around them? It is for management, it might not be for their shareholders or even for the very long term technology they're trying to develop. And then Broadcom, on the other hand, as you say, is really a favorite of Wall Street. It's done extraordinarily well through a series of acquisitions, has one of the best operating performances of any US company, and they've been blocked in doing what they do best, which is buy assets and operate them more efficiently. So um I think the question for Broadcom now, you know, and I think this is a really dark cloud hanging over the company, is why is it considered to be a security threat to the US? Because until that question is answered, I can't see how they can get back into the acquisition game.
0: It's going to be a very interesting time in the tech sector and certainly for both Broadcom and Qualcomm. Richard Waters, thanks very much.
1: Pleasure to talk to you.